Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So a little bit of housekeeping before we get to the episode. A uh, couple things. So first, if you have an Amazon Echo um, and you want to ask Alexa to play the Jim Wits, do that. And then you will have or enable the Jim Wits and then you'll have the Jim Wits podcast enabled on your Amazon Alexa, which is awesome. You, or Amazon Echo uh, using Alexa. You can do things like skip forward or back in an episode. You can skip. You can ask for specific episodes. Really cool. So um, if you haven't done it yet and you have an Amazon Echo, definitely enable it. Um, the second thing is please go to survey.lispin.com and uh, just fill out a quick survey. It'll take you a minute maybe, um, but it'll help us out um, infinitely. So if you want to help the Jim Wits out uh, and, and help us produce you know, more podcasts and more just general stuff because we've got tons of ideas and things we want to work on, um, please help us out and go to survey.lispin.com and fill out the survey. Um, yeah, so what's going on with you guys? Not much. Just, Not all that much. Yeah. <laughs> living the dream. I changed my workout regimen. That's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> so what, are you, what are you doing now? Well, you know I do a lot of like the home workout programs, yeah. which I love, and they're efficient, and you get them done or with, and they usually work all different body parts, and, you know, I really enjoyed that, but I was kind of, one, I, I lost my own self-motivation. I want to say that's definitely part of it, like, mm-hmm. and I did really good for a long time, but I think mm-hmm. after a while, you just want to change it up. Yeah. And also, there was just like um my this. I know I don't like to just focus on the scale, but I could tell like there was just a plateau. Like my body wasn't changing, and it was like a solid month. And I like already looked at my diet. I did clean up my diet a little bit, arranged some some different things, but for the most part, I think it was I needed to increase my metabolism. So I thought, okay, let me lift heavier and see if that works. And it's working. Like I know it's probably because it's like the first time, the first couple of weeks I've been doing it, but it's definitely my body. Like I think it needed a change. It was only so long I could keep doing the same thing and expecting results. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's good that you're able to do that. Cause I think a, a heavily neglected area, especially with women is, is heavy lifting mm-hmm. and, and you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be bodybuilder heavy or weight. You know, oh no. And I'm just starting but, out. So like yeah. I'm not even I don't even know. I say heavy, but it's heavy for me. Yeah, but it's, it's important. <laughs> I don't know what heavy is, but it's heavy for me. Well, that, just, that's what heavy is. Yeah. And from experience, is like a constant fear for, for some women that like lifting heavy is going to somehow make you build these massive muscles. And it's like, yeah, not going to happen unless unless you really want to do that or if you're taking something. or like yeah, That's a good way to change your body. Or if yeah. you're one of the few like few women that, that are predisposed to like just building massive size with lifting. But you know, it's so rare. Yeah. That um yeah it's a good it's a good thing and a good way to change things up and uh you know I'm finding you know trying to convince you know more and more like the more you can convince people just lift heavy and it, it really does help a lot um if you're not you know if there's no specific athletic goal so that's great that you're kind of getting into that yeah because the other thing I was thinking was just doing more cardio because my I sit so much like and I was thinking about how do I speed up my metabolism in an efficient and effective way and I don't even though I'm sitting all the time I ha- I work you know I have my full time job I. Um, doing my own business on the side it's it's a lot so I was like okay I need to like figure out an efficient way and this seems to be the route and also too my boyfriend is lifts and now it's like something we do together which I yeah, think is great. really great we keep each other accountable he has a very high stress job and I tell him I'm like listen when you don't work out you're not pleasant <laughs> we you need to be consistent with the gym um, I need someone to teach me what to do because a lot of times I, I used to be in the gym a lot, but unless I worked with a trainer, I didn't really know 
what I was really doing. <laughs> so I needed someone to kind of be there for me and it's made it much easier. And, and he's ginormous. So yes. if, if there's somebody that's going to help you lift heavy, I would think he's going to be the right person. Yeah. And he's he definitely doing something right. Yeah. He, he, he knows his stuff for sure. Like I know it, we, just because someone like looks a certain way, but he did so much research. Like he had this, he had a crazy transformation and he also, I mean, he played D1 football. So mm. he knows he's like, mm. you know, it's not like he didn't just make it up. Like he yeah. definitely has a background sure. in, in athleticism and, so I trust him. He knows more than I do. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting how, how just in general motivation can can peak and wane and, and yeah. is all over the place. So. Yeah. And I, I usually am pretty self-motivated, but I think also, too, with the weather changing, I rather run when it's nice out. And then when it's not nice out or I can't get a run in, then I'll be in the gym with him. You know, I don't know. I just I needed a change. Yeah. That's yeah. all. How about so. you? Are you working out at all, Justin? or? Yeah, although I haven't been lifting weights, I've been doing a lot more cardio, and um, I've been uh, training a little uh, kickboxing, and doing a lot of intervals and stuff like that. So I've actually gone in the opposite direction. Oh, I don't know if I would call it the opposite direction. More the, the really opposite direction would be long distance cardio. Right, uh-huh. right. So like fast burst is almost closer to weightlifting in a way than it is to long distance cardio. I know not exactly, but you know it sort of works similar yeah, I can ideas. never see that I think of you will never be like I can I can never imagine you saying yeah I'm gonna just go for a run and like go for a four mile run at, I at, have in the past I, I don't love it not in high school as an adult have you yeah yeah really? I have yeah yeah sure you got not, like got outside or on a treadmill yeah, I, I yeah, can't I believe have, it but I, I don't like it, I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> yeah I can't see you running more than like two miles yeah, yeah. You I need have. a mindset just, for all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's so <laughs> boring. No, it is. It really, yeah, that's my issue with running is I think it, it would, uh, it's, yeah, just, I don't, I, I, well, I take it back. And I've said this a bunch of times, so I might sound like a broken record, but when I lived um, near Central Park um, and I worked around at the same time, um, I, in that same area, I would run Central Park and I really enjoyed it because I love the park. So there's nothing like running the park like in a nice spring you know, a reasonably cool summer. Yeah, you know, when day. the weather is perfect. Like, example, this morning was raining. I was intended to go for a run. I don't love running that much. Sorry, it's raining outside. Not doing it. Yeah. I know there's yeah. people that are like yeah. dedicated to running. Well, like, people, some people love running. Yeah, yeah I'm. Yeah. That's not me. But yeah. I do enjoy a run sometimes. Yeah. You know, once a week or so. All right. Cool. All right. So, um, I was at a party recently, and I. Um, I saw this girl eating these non-carb, excuse me, these non-carb chips with some uh, some guacamole. So, and she had made mention of the fact that they were no carb. And I asked her, so why are you avoiding carbs? And she gave, in my opinion, and maybe in Ryan's too, maybe in Tony's as well, the best possible reason for what she was doing. Well, first off, she said, well, I'm on the keto diet. And I said, "Oh, why are you on that?" Because I've, you know, personally, I've I've heard some some horror stories about that people getting really sick. Um, I've also heard some stories about people losing a lot of weight. So she gave me probably what I think is the best answer: is like I'm getting married soon and I have to lose a ton of weight and I can't starve myself. Mm. So I was like, "All right, so it's a short term mm. type deal." Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Well, so that that'll segue us into our main topic for today, which is the keto diet. 
Clumsy segue aside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we may as well didn't even need the segue. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> our segue. Here's give our you topic. A, a Go. C on that. A C on that segue. Um, but I have. It is. It is becoming a bit of a buzz term um, mm-hmm. in in fitness. I mean, I, look. I think this is the industry, right? Like every. Every couple, every year, there's some diet. You know, I think mm-hmm. I guess last year it was paleo, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're always, you know, they tend to not be. Excuse great. me, paleo is a lifestyle. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fair enough, but whatever it is, um, we get these fads that come out, and so I guess keto is one of the ones that I've I've heard a lot of. It's been around for a while, but the one I've I've been hearing a lot of, um, you know, dealing with a couple clients recently that are, that you know it's like, oh, I'm doing the keto diet and. And, you know, I'm in this stage of ketosis and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yeah. So we wanted to talk mm. about it because obviously we want to try to be relevant. But also we're fortunate enough to to have Tony who can give us the, the right information here. So mm-hmm. um, I guess the first thing I will ask you is what is the keto diet? The keto is short for the ketogenic. The ketogenic diet is a diet where the macronutrient distribution is 80 to 90 percent coming from fat of your total percent calories. And it's moderate in proteins. Um, sometimes people do about 10% protein. And then the, the carbohydrates are minimal. It's like 4%, you know, maybe in, if in layman's terms, it might be like 20 to 40 grams of carbs per day. Some will go upwards to 50, but for the most part, it's definitely less than 50 grams of carbohydrates per day. So the question I'm wondering, is the, is the term ketogenic an actual scientific term or is that a made-up term? No, it's a scientific term. Okay. Yeah. Because you, you know how I feel about any diet that has the word genic, genics, oh, right, yeah. nutra, iso, and any combination of those always winds up sounding like oh, well, a fad diet to Well, me. it's based off of ketosis and your body creating ketones, so I... Yeah, so maybe well, explain- the ketogenic diet though is a prescribed medical diet yeah, for okay. children with epilepsy. So maybe like, can okay. can you explain? Yeah. I guess how? Well, let's say in the clinical setting, mm-hmm. how is it supposed to work? Like, what's the science the, behind the it? The science behind it is that our bodies go into ketosis in two different. It, the, it, your body will adapt. It's a metabolic state that happens through an adaptation process in two cases. One, starvation. So if you have no calories coming in and your body's starving, your liver will produce ketones and that will your brain can utilize for fuel. Okay. Usually carbohydrates, when we eat carbohydrates, that's our fuel source. Mm-hmm. But if we're starving, our body saves us by putting us in ketosis and creating ketones and using that as an energy source. Mm-hmm. The other, the way people are doing it with the ketogenic diet is the other way our body will adapt and can get us into ketosis is depriving depleting our carbohydrates and not taking in enough carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and when your body when you're taking in fat the fat then can be utilized to fuel the brain for fuel okay so so the ketones aren't being used for fuel well there's debate about that okay that's where sometimes and it's really hard to get into ketosis um that's where a lot of people might be on these diets thinking that they're in ketosis but they're actually not yeah um but they, they, that's where there's a debate about it. Is it the ketones that are giving you the energy or is it the fat that's giving you your energy? Because fat yeah. has nine calories per gram and it's energy dense. So now what, where's the benefit, but, let's say from a weight loss perspective, where, how does somebody benefit from that? Like what, where's, where are they saying, where, you know, pe- the people that push the ketogenic diet, mm-hmm. how, where's the benefit of, of being in ketosis? Well, because you're going to basically burn 
more calories and you're going to have a faster, more rapid weight loss that way. Why? Because you're using the fat to fuel the brain or is it like, I what's think, the... Well, so I don't know the scientific way why people think it's effective. I think the more like day-to-day stuff is it's fat is very filling and so you okay. might take in less and then you're allowed to have things like cheeseburgers without the bread. Like you're allowed to have things like bacon. You're allowed to have things like, um, you know, you're allowed to... Ne- I don't know. There's fat, fatty, fat, high fatty foods that are filling, and then so what? What studies or the studies do show is that people don't usually exceed in the calorie intake that they take yeah. because of the fact that they get full really quickly because they're eating so much high fat foods. Okay, so so there's no benefit of the fat over the extra. Pro- like if we if we if we accept like it sounds not all that different from like a very low carb diet. So right. If we, it's just that the extra fat will make you feel more full. There's no benefit necessarily to having 80 percent fat no. versus having 80 percent protein it's no just the, if anything it's that, that everyone has that different argument of i should be doing this much from carbs and this much from protein distributing your macros in a certain way at the end of the day it needs to be something that you can stick to and when we have an imbalance of one if we have too much of one thing there's an imbalance of something else yeah and that's where deficiencies arise and i mean we'll talk about that later but so um yeah well, so one more question to go back to what you were talking about. You mentioned that it, it is used for people with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So I guess why why is it used for people with epilepsy? Because what, in what situations is that necessary? Well, so and that's another thing too. Even the studies with with children with epilepsy, where they question is it the lack of carbohydrates or is it the fact that your body's in ketosis that these children are having less less epileptic seizures mm-hmm. seizures? And it's not that they'll be completely cured, but they can go instead of having a, a seizure episode like every few months or so and they can go like up to eight years without having one or they might not have to take medication yeah um so that's because carbohydrates are the are activate the brain so mm. if you don't give the brain if you're not giving the brain um carbohydrates then it won't feel be activated okay yeah and i mm. guess i'm i guess the brain that is not use it like when it uses the ketones it's not using it like it would carbohydrates so there's a there's a lot in there and um i have a quick sidebar question in it's so this sounds very familiar uh i thought i heard it the first time when it was called the atkins diet so what's the difference between this and the atkins diet the atkins diet's more based off of higher protein Mm, and high fat low carb it's pretty it's very similar um because like certain things like fruits are not allowed Grains are not allowed, or if they are, it's like very minimal. But with Atkins, like no fruit at all. Um, the grains are minimal, you know. So it's very similar. It's just um, you're not intentionally trying to choose like fatty proteins. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So um, like people on the well, ketogenic diet are literally like drinking cream half and half. If you're in a clinical setting, like that's how we're trying to help our patients. Mm-hmm. That's the the thing too. Like there's not really studies in like day to day like application where people utilizing for weight loss. There's no like long term studies. Okay. There's a couple of them, but for the most part, like the studies that I the, everything you're gonna hear today is the studies that I've read based off of a controlled setting and a controlled environment and with children primarily. Um, so in the adult population, there are other. There are, and I'll talk about it later if you want, or I can jump, but, um, you know, there's upcoming research about it for certain other other diseases and um, disease states that it can be helpful in treatment setting, but it's a treatment. It's not like a day-to-day what we should just be eating. That's that's, (laughs) that's Tony's way of of saying it very nicely. Is there any... 
well, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, so we'll hold yeah. off of this. But um, I guess what effects does it have on the body? You know, just for the average person, are there any effects, or does it really not? You know, yeah. yeah. Well, initially, um, initially, you'll probably feel really fatigued. You'll lack energy. Some people say that that that'll you'll skip that, but I mean, I have plenty of people that come to my office. They come to me for help. Their their trainer told them to do a ketogenic mm. diet. You know, they started doing it. They have no energy. They're constipated because they have no dietary fiber. Sure. So they're not moving their bowels. They're hungry. They're tired. Um, you know, some people are okay with that. I think socially it's a it's a barrier. You know, if you think about it, you can't have any you can't have a slice of pizza once in a while. You can't have um, you know, a sandwich. Like <laughs> um, you know, I don't know, you know, that sort of stuff. So, uh, I'm this so there's something that I'm that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so I'm now wondering if you're if the weight loss isn't caused by the ketones, but by the it fact it could that, be that the low carb, yeah, or the so if someone is taking in same calories, let's say mm-hmm. they're on a two thousand normally would eat two thousand calories. Mm-hmm. So if they're eating two thousand calories of fattening of very fatty foods, how are they going right, to lose? Right, they still weight? have to be in a caloric deficit. They still have to be in a caloric mm-hmm. deficit in order yeah. to, to to lose weight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they still have to be in a caloric deficit. So some people will argue that it's easier to be in a caloric deficit when you're feeling fuller all the time. All right. So that's the theory behind it that you yeah. for weight loss at least that for you, weight loss it is still controlled, less, but you have but you're eating high fat foods to make you feel satiated. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. What uh what health negative health effects are there for somebody that is like let's see if you know no, I'm sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you so then what does oh, the ketones sure. no have uh, have anything to do with it because it's believed that that's what's getting utilized as fuel so it's basically like you're you're not that's a good question because <laughs> because honestly even with people with epilepsy it's it's still they're even sorry. showing that you might be able to do like a modified low carbohydrate diet and you might not necessarily have to go into ketosis for your body to reap the benefits of not of the of basically your brain not being triggered. So how long will it take before your body goes into ketosis on this on a diet like this? Um, Is there any uh, yeah that estimates? I don't, I don't know actually. I don't know. Is it possible sure. that your body I, just it, might not well, go into ketosis? It, there's a possibility. Yeah, it's the same thing with like eating. diabetics. Are, you could argue there's so many different ways a person can go about controlling their diabetes and controlling their blood sugars. Some people do better on low carb diets. Some people do it better on modified carbs. Some people do it better on just like a plant based diet in general, which is all carbs. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, so it's hard to yeah, really say. Not, not all that much. Uh, data on it yeah so yeah. what are the negative effects of just a diet like this that that is that high in fat that low in carbohydrates and it sounds like fairly low in protein as well like mm-hmm. you know just as a as a dietitian if you're mm-hmm. working with a patient what what negative health effects are you going to see from a diet like that well usually long down long term um from what we've seen there's a lot of um nutrition deficiencies so we recommend a multivitamin supplement for those who are on the ketogenic diet um, there's uh, up to 50% of the kids, like I said, these are k- children. Um, so we don't know in, in, in humans and, um, in parents and adults and a- after the age of pediatrics go up to 20. So after 20 years old, but they're, they're showing that about 50% of these kids end up with elevated cholesterol levels. Um, and they need to get a routine, new, re- routine blood work every three months just to make sure that they're okay 
Um, also, the high-fat foods, a lot of the kids develop GERD, which is gastroesophageal mm. reflux disease, which is a precursor for esophageal cancer. And um, they then have to be taking like an antacid as a prescribed medication so that way they can control that. Um, then usually there's even some studies that are showing that the the amount of the high fat foods and the meat based products without the fruits and vegetables and you know whole grains and um nuts and seeds you know they're okay some some of this stuff is okay in the diet but it's such a small amount that lacking it your body then doesn't have enough to support your bones there's there's the only debate about that is that sometimes these kid children are taking medications for the epilepsy. So there's an argument that the medication for the epilepsy is what's causing the bone mm. metabolism. So regardless, though, um, you know, I've also read plenty of things about plant-based eating helping with osteoporosis and osteopenia and things that, with brittle bones. So I could see that argument in that side, too. So I guess that would mean <laughs> it, it would be very hard to do this diet, or if not impossible, to do a vegetarian or vegan it's very difficult yeah very difficult it's very restrictive so imagine now if as a vegan it's impossible because everything is from the ground so vegan is plant-based meaning everything from the ground has carbohydrates like an all-dairy diet so if you were vegetarian well you but even milk and yogurt have carbohydrates Mm. so it would be cheese and if you ate eggs that would be your your protein um and maybe like creamer like half and half creamer Mm -hmm. um but it's very restrictive already. And then to add another restriction on top of that. And, you know, vegetarianism, you know, that's where we've spoke, we've done episodes about it before. Like the purpose of the vegetarian diet isn't bec- is more because we want to celebrate vegetables, you know, and, and in the ketogenic diet, we can't, there's only like certain vegetables that are even allowed. Mm-hmm. It's mostly the non-starchy, which is fine. They're all like some of this stuff you can see. If you saw like a ketogenic diet, it's like, and you saw what they're eating. It's like, oh, it's not that bad. But then when you look into it and you realize that they're going to do this the rest of their life, <laughs> like it just it's not even I don't know. It well, doesn't seem worth it. That's the next question for me is, is this a realistic long term strategy? So let's say let's assume that let's grant that the health ben- that you get that the health it, it's not negative for you health wise. Um, is it something that's realistic for most people that, to follow for the rest of their lives? I don't believe so. Yeah. I don't believe so. So now what about in the instance of this girl who wants to lose weight? She has her, maybe her weddings in a month or mm-hmm. two months or something and she just wants to drop a lot of pounds. Well, what would you is that say? the best way to do well, it? I know it's not yeah, on topic. Yeah, Ryan, but, what would you say someone who who like decides that they're going to fight and now they need to drop all this weight? I mean, weight, you know, if you're cutting weight, you're cutting weight. I feel like there's uh, you're going to do things that are unhealthy. So, right. yeah. There, <laughs> so you accept that you know like if i'm if i you know if i'm coaching somebody for a fight like it's just you know it, it's an accepted risk that you have to take yeah, and, and then what happens you, after the fight now uh, you gorge on they everything. gain all the weight back they gain all the weight back if you're you know i don't know i would have to really i haven't really put any thought into it as a you know as a coach um how, if i if that's something i would recommend because you know i don't even know about the the energy you know the you I, as a if you're training somebody to fight, you know, they need energy to 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 perform. Mm-hmm. And when they're training, you know, carbs are a source of energy. Right. So I feel like being in ketosis is is not you know maybe it, who knows whether or not it'll help you cut weight, but it's still 
doesn't matter because if you don't have sugar, you know, the sugar, you're not going to perform. Right. So I think that there, there's that part that I, I think I would not want to recommend it. But again, when you're cutting for any particular event or, uh, you know, time or uh, it, whatever it is, like, yeah, you might have to do some things that aren't as healthy as they, pro- they should be. But. Um, and just to, as, a, as a sort of another sidebar, let's yeah, discern the difference between someone who is an athlete who's trying to gain, trying to drop weight in order to, you know, to make weight for a fight or something like that and an average person who's not an athlete mm. who's trying to lose vanity yeah. pounds. Mm. I think there's a little bit of a difference there yeah. too. So if a fighter gains back weight, they're supposed to gain back weight, yeah. right? But for someone well, who's losing, their, I mean, they're going to gain back some weight. Yeah. Like, they just have to. There's to their, to their, their natural walking weight. But for someone who is trying to lose weight for a wedding or an event or something like that, they're going to probably gain it back. Now, when they gain it back, is it... Is, is there is there any issues with their metabolism? Could they potentially screw up their metabolism? Well, yeah. By doing by I mean, ha- going on a diet. Like every this? time you do extreme weight loss and you bring your your metabolic rate down, then your body is going to fight it each time. And now you have to you'd have to stay at that caloric deficit to still see results. So yeah. what I tell people all the time is the way you go about losing the weight is usually the way you're going to have to sustain it in order to, for yourself to keep the weight loss. You might get lucky and yeah, say you need to lose 50 pounds, you lose 25 pounds on the, you lose 50 pounds on the ketogenic diet, you get off the ketogenic diet and you only gain back 25. So you might get lucky in that sense. But for the most part, it's going to come back and you have to find healthy eating habits and strategies that are going to keep you set up for long-term success. Yeah. And I I think in, in either case, you're, if you're going on that crash diet for a wedding, no, you know most. Well, I guess now most people should know that you're, there's going to be the rebound. So I think whether you're an athlete or you're or it's just a wedding, you're you know or, or some photo shoot or something that's coming up, you want to look good on the beach, or whatever. For most people, I think they do acknowledge that there's going to be the rebound. Not everybody, but for the athlete, I think it's more you have you have to consider performance and you know the rebound where you know the average person doesn't necessarily have to consider performance mm-hmm. as much which is you know only just going back to what you're saying where you know it, it, i think that's that's a, an angle you kind of have to consider it from now the other part though is the you know if there are negative health kind of effects of it the athlete i think also accepts that risk where the average person doesn't so you almost have to give it a second thought if you're just doing it for a wedding it's like how extreme do you want to do it yeah, yeah. because what are you really getting out of it you know just i think look with, good, you, you know, know. And now maybe Both. it's the value of that is as much as the you know the athlete cutting weight but mm-hmm. you, you know for any person you kind of have to consider you know they, it's always a risk reward and you kind of have to weigh those um yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know against each other so Talked about a couple negatives. I'm going to throw in an an anecdotal story. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard anything. My girlfriend was on the keto diet for a while. And she claimed that she went into ketosis Mm -hmm. and that she started losing a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And then she got very, very sick and like fainted and Mm -hmm. got dizzy and Mm -hmm. just very, very sick. Mm -hmm. Have you guys heard any stories of that nature? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I just heard one right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Anything else? Yeah, I definitely hear about that. I also hear about people who will take supplements to get them into ketosis, and please don't do that because that'll definitely make you sick. And oh, really? I, yeah. Like people will take what supplements. I don't know the name of it, but I just saw someone post about it, and I probably should have the name, but it was it was almost a year ago. Um, but they were saying how they got these supplements, and they were all excited about it, and they've been throwing up, and um, really got really sick from it. So what would a supplement do to get you into ketosis? 
uh, that's another thing. I don't know what maybe these things do. Maybe an appetite suppressant. So you were maybe, maybe, or maybe it's. I think they're actually taking ketones. So they're, they were. Can you take ketones? Uh, I think you can. Is there any evidence that that it works? No, they're, they're, it's never been <laughs> utilized before. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm trying to. I have to be sensitive though because I think what happens is is people really want to see weight loss. They really mm-hmm. want to see results, and they get excited. And initially, they do see the weight loss results. And honestly, by losing weight if there are overweight and they do lose lose weight they might not see like the high cholesterol at first like they might not they actually might see like better blood sugar yeah. control you know because they're losing weight but we need to think about the long-term effects of this and is this just another trendy diet that you're giving a try or is this a long-term sustainable diet and if it is then we need to think about you need to be taking a multivitamin supplement you want to be taking a fiber supplement uh, to help you regulate your bowels and you just want to be strategic about the different types of foods that you're eating on a daily basis. Um, yeah, it's 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 restrictive too. You have to be okay with like not. If you guys could only see the look on Tony's face. That's her being I, nice. I, she <laughs> just wants to like no, scream out. You know do is? not it just, do this. It just goes against everything I believe in. Like yeah, yeah. you guys know me as a dietitian. I believe in balance, and I believe in that nutrition. I believe we should. I think everyone can improve their nutrition, and we can use food as a way to fuel us. But it also like it. It puts carbohydrates and fruit you're not eating any fruit you're not eating any grains you have to limit things like nuts and seeds you know things that if you think you guys think about like the we know we talk about the vegan diet all the time like that's one thing that's like the complete opposite so it's like how do you have one extreme to the Mm -hmm. other and yet they're both perfect right we need to find the balance people are so quick to just go to extremes and i really it doesn't align with my values so it's hard for me um, to kind of stand behind it, but I ha- I have to be sensitive because I do know that some people, you know, do they do follow it, they do want to do it, and so if if someone came to me, I would tell them what I know. But I actually have a client right now who started on the ketogenic diet, and I said, listen, we can't stop you cold turkey because she was doing keto, she was doing intermittent fasting, she was doing everything that you hear all in one. So I was like, if I, we can't stop cold turkey, but would you promise me? Like I was like, would you practice with me? Like let's try a couple different strategies. And, you know, we'll follow back up in a couple of weeks and see how those are working for you and see if your energy improves, see if you have more normal bowel movements because she wasn't having normal bowel movements. And, you know, then maybe, you know, we can find the other way, because if you're okay with this, doing this short term, getting short term results, but potential health complications in the long run, then fine. But if you want something that's long term sustainable and you don't want to ever have to diet again, then listen to what I have to hear, because I think I can provide you some valuable insight. It's funny, I, I would recommend that everyone, if you were a new listener, it's one of the f- very early episodes that I made with Ryan before we even knew Tony. And it talks about discomfort and, and pain and how almost everything we do is to avoid mm-hmm. discomfort. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, having a balanced diet is actually uncomfortable for people. Maybe because it requires planning. And requires thinking. Sacrifice and thinking mm-hmm. and just whatever it is. So they're going to look for something that is seemingly more comfortable. So eating high-fat foods, right? Oh, I can eat as much bacon and cheeseburgers as, as I want right that seems to be more comfortable but really well it's it's, it's the same thing when any diet does that like any any diet has they they have a challenge because they're 
restrictive any of the you know big fad diets have to be restrictive by nature because in order to lose a lot of weight there obviously clearly there's got to be restriction but they have to entice you with something so it's, it's kind of like the eight minute abs of eating you know it's like we're going to give you something that makes it seem easy but it's really going to be hard and you know and so in this case they what they, they entice you with the fatty stuff and you can eat what you want just like atkins you did the same thing but with it like is bacon still controlled though that's yeah. the thing that they don't tell you yeah, like exactly. you're saying that's how they get you in yeah. but if you're following someone who follows the ketogenic diet and the people that are successful yeah. it's very regimented yeah exactly like well, you know, yeah it seems great but really you're in a box of this is yeah. what you can have and when and this is how much you can have exactly and so that's the problem is that yeah, they're they're highly restrictive and very controlled mm-hmm. but they are able to entice you with I can still have that, you know, burger. Exactly. I can still have mm-hmm. that steak. They just don't tell you that right. 99% of everything that you would have with the steak or the burger, you can't have anymore. Yeah, and, and also so, some because, people are doing this on their own. Like they just yeah. hear about it. And so they're like, okay, let me just not eat any carbs. And they're not doing it in a controlled way whatsoever. Yeah. They're not having their greens and their vegetables with it. Yeah. They're just going about it in their own way. And I don't know if that's, I think that might be worse. Like, I yeah. <laughs> Sure. I think it is. So, um, yeah. I we, we talked a little bit about athletes, and that was kind of one of my next questions, and I, get, I think I know the answer, but yeah. is this something that's effective for athletes? Or if you're an athlete that doesn't need to cut weight immediately, like, is there any reason to be doing it? No, like I mean, no. The, you'll heal, there's no studies that support it at all, but you'll hear people, like, make claims about mm-hmm. it. But, you know, the, the strong science, the strong studies are supporting that we need carbs to fuel our muscles, um, protein higher it's very low and it's like moderate protein but compared to what an athlete needs i would consider it low in protein Mm. um so we usually would do like a more moderate protein if someone wanted to like cut weight we might do a lower carb but not Mm. a low low carb like that and we wouldn't do as high fat like that because also too fat's hard to digest Mm. and especially if you're around times of exercise it's going to be harder for you to um you know utilize you need energy you need your carbs for fuel even though they'll say that you can use the ketones not in an athletic state yeah and i feel like it's not it's not a it's kind of like when people say you know you can exercise in a fasted state you know Mm -hmm. i'm I'm sure there are benefits as far as tapping into your fat burning but you don't have the same kind of like performance wise you don't have the same kind of energy as Mm -hmm. if if you're exercising in a fasted state and and some people well exactly they'll argue that too and i know some people have a a problem um exercising on a full stomach Mm -hmm. and you know they might get nauseous they might do better without it but um studies show that you're better off eating and then letting it digest for two hours and then performing you'll do a better job and something with carbs and protein so now you mentioned um some medical issues that this might be useful for yes um are there any medical issues where you would completely it's like completely contraindicated like is there any issue where Mm -hmm. it's like someone has medical issue x or y absolutely don't do this well if you don't if you don't have a gallbladder you had a surgery where your gallbladder was removed don't do it because your gallbladder is what's which help you need to be on a low-fat diet if you're okay if you don't have no gallbladder at all um if you've had if you've had something like pancreatic cancer um pancreatic cancer we're showing would you would do better with more of like a plant-based diet and a less fat diet more uh, fruits and vegetables um if you've had breast cancer you might do better on a lower carb diet but not on a high fat diet Mm -hmm. um so you want to be careful with that um if you're pregnant don't do it i know that was one of of my next questions so i guess don't but just don't do it if you're pregnant um i want to make sure 
I hit everything. I mean, if you have a history of high cholesterol, so there's an ongoing debate right now about like saturated fat and if it actually raises cholesterol. I I hate that people, I think hate that our science is constantly like singling out nutrients. And so I could agree, I could understand that argument. But at the end of the day, what, what I what I know is that it's not necessarily that saturated fat raises cholesterol, but it is lack of dietary fiber. And there's they're not getting up to their... We all need about 25 to 35 grams of fiber per day, and they're not hitting that at all. Mm. Um, so there's nothing taking the fiber. What fiber does is it goes through the blood, pulls cholesterol out, and then it's excreted. So you're taking in loads of saturated fat, and the fiber is not able to do its job because there's not there's no fiber there. So yeah. I don't whether you think it's whatever whatever your belief is behind it. I still believe that if you have history of high cholesterol, I probably wouldn't do it. And then if uh, so, for some of these diets, like there's some room for flexibility. You can kind of yeah. modify a little bit. There's a modified ketogenic diet, okay, which so- I would support that a little with also with oh with people like on a positive like. So people with polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm-hmm. they don't usually benefit well from carbohydrates. Um, so they're usually better off on a lower carbohydrate diet, but they'll go straight to keto. Like you mm-hmm. don't need to go straight to keto. You could do a modified ketogenic diet or you could just do a lower carbohydrate or limit your simple sugars. You know, um, you have to also remember, like we have to think about what the person's eating now and look at their diet now. And chances are if they're, you know, having an occasional soda or an occasional cookie and they eat white rice and, um, you know, they put ketchup because ketchup has sugar. Like, they do little things like that and, like, they clean that up. They might even see improvements. Like, mm-hmm. you might not need to go to the extreme, but that's kind of what we people need, like, a black or white answer. Yeah. And, yeah, so so with, with it being flexible, so since you, since the ketogenic diet theoretically requires you to go into ketosis how could you have a modified version like it wouldn't a modified version not technically you're not going into ketosis so that's the question is the question is 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 it the ketones or is it that you're having low carb is it that you're having a low cal like not enough you know in calorie and a caloric deficit yeah you know so i I know people will claim that your body's using the ketones so therefore it's like basically taking stored it's taking your stored fat and it's using it and that's how it's doing it um but there's like the, the, the long-term effects in the studies, there's nothing to really to prove that it's that or versus the carbs yeah. so there's, or the low the, so calorie So there's really only, only one uh, ketogenic diet, really? Technically, there's one, like the original... And that's starvation. Keto- no, 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 no. The original <laughs> ketogenic diet that is the one that I was talking about, it's like 90% fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eat to eight to 10%. It's like 80, 90% fat, eight to 10% protein and like less than 5% carbohydrate of your total calorie intake. That's the original ketogenic diet. Then you, then they start to like in a hospital setting with the kids, they'll, they might modify it a little bit just to see if there's improvement. Um, all the way down to, like I said, where people can have even upwards of like hundred to 150 grams of carbs per day, which is really more like a low carb diet. That's not like that's not really putting in ketosis at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I will say there are no, new emerging studies of using the ketogenic diet in not just people with epilepsy. Think they're looking at people uh, with Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's. And when you think about it, these are these are disease states that trigger the brain, so it would make sense. But right now they're they're inconclusive but promising. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certain 
uh, diseases that might benefit from the ketogenic diet. But you have to remember, this is usually in a clinical setting, or even if the, if it's outpatient, then it's under you know they're under care with the dietitian. They're having someone take a look at the diet. They're making sure they're on the proper supplements mm-hmm. um, to prevent the long term complications or deficiencies. Yeah. Cool. I guess it sounds like the verdict for this is similar to the verdict on many other diets, which is probably don't want to do like, it. And I feel like I really feel like I hope that we don't piss anyone off by doing this. Because oh, I'm sure there's going to be a couple people who will get an email like, "Why? Why don't you have a real person who practices the ketogenic diet?" Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, but I think you know the problem is it's the same as any other diet. It's you know too restrictive. It's not balanced enough. There's very limited science, and realistically, you know, getting results. It, it comes down to mostly calories in versus calories out. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to see massive results because you're at a caloric deficit. Uh, and, you know, in general, you know, with that for, you know, it's do what's sustainable. Right. And I think All that's diets the... diets work. Well, yeah, if, if, if exactly. You on, and if, so, if you've been on this diet for X amount of years and it's worked, well, you should write in. You should let us know. And, well, but you should also get your blood work done. Yeah. So even yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. I'm really it's just serious. a good idea for anyone. To I do. think you yeah. need to know, like you need to know. Yeah, you need you just need to know. <laughs> and I'm sure there, yeah, and I would guess that there are people that have been successful for a long time, and but they're probably it's regimented. They're supplementing and they're doing a lot of the right things. And so mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a great point that you bring up that with, with any of these diets that you you can't just dive in and start doing it. You got to do your research and you have to mm. make sure that whatever is missing because most diets seem to be missing something that you're finding a way to supplement and 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 have a well-rounded diet so even if you can even if you can make it sustainable because i think the biggest issue with most most diets is that they're not long-term sustainable Mm -hmm. even if you can make it sustainable yeah you have to make sure that you're protecting yourself and that you're yeah getting regular blood work or whatever it is that you're you're not just making yourself less and less healthy over an extended period of time well you know i'll I'll say it again any diet with the genic genics nutra iso nutra nutra anything of that nature you know okay so let's list some more what else there's (laughs) like you said nutra iso nutra nutri nutra nutri okay right Okay. Uh, ISO. Uh-huh. Anything with genic, genics. Okay, but you you just you, you, you listed like three. Spellings. I want more. Spellings. You just listed three. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I, know, like, I called you. I listed out. like five. Well, no, you did. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, there, there's different spellings. Some have I. Some have I. There, those are, there's a difference. There's neutra. There's nutri. Right, <laughs> genics with an X. Genic well, here's the thing. Oh, really? So there's a neutrogenics and then the neutrogenics with an there's X. Genic. There's genic. X. Iso, I, I don't believe this. Yeah, there are. No, I, I want you. To, you got to do some research. And anything prove to with me. max, anything with most, what, what, anything what, like that. Huh? I guarantee you, they're out there. Most genics. I, I look anything with any of those names. <laughs> like, like yeah. Any of those names, like you can mix and match the different no, okay. terminology. But if you see something like that, mm, buy beware. No, I I disagree. No, no yeah, because disagree? here's the thing: like, there's plenty of programs out there with those names, and some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and also like people listen. People, some people do really well on them, and honestly, it's made them very healthy, happy, and successful. So let them be happy yeah. in that, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Not all of them are like as bad as not yeah. all of them are equal. Not yeah. all of them are created equal. Yeah, okay. and and also, it, but the end of the day, what the thing is is like what works for one person doesn't work for somebody else. So just because something they've heard was successful, they have to. You still have to yeah. do your research. You have to decide is it meant for you, 
Or is this just something that like seemed really cool? And, and, and also, like, marketing is part of it. So like, Genix is a buzzword, or, yeah, yeah, or it yeah. sounds cool, it sounds <laughs> scientific. So you know, if if we could sell some product and make a billion dollars calling it the Jim Witz Genix, I would do that. I'm not. Oh, gonna, I will totally I've sell my soul and do it. So. Yeah, no, no, but if I it has Jim Wits in front of it, it's okay. You know something no, interesting? Wits, okay. I'm going to yeah. throw this in there because it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you know Joy Bauer. She's a registered dietitian. She's on the Today Show. She literally has my dream job. Like, mm-hmm. all I want to do is, like, be the dietitian on in on TV all the time giving out factual information, and that's what she does. And she represents the dietitian community very well. However, she doesn't consider her... She considers herself a nutritionist because that's what people connect with her with Mm. like she created products and she would say like the the nutritionist on the today show not the registered dietitian on the today show because of the fact that people so they know they hear the term nutritionist and that gets their ear you know so even though you guys know that the term nutritionist is not a protected title anybody can call it she but she has all these credentials behind her name but yet she's using that term just to get people to listen in i mean so it's really it's true it's interesting it's like when it comes to marketing, sometimes what you know doesn't matter. It's how you market it. Yeah, it's true. like calling yourself the... No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, well I, I got a good example. No, no, it's no. it, it's kind of like lactic acid, right? And saying that something, you know, <laughs> yeah, fixes no, yeah, exactly, lactic yeah. acid, even I, if the term doesn't mean anything. That episode hasn't gone up, so I wonder... Wait, may, I wonder if Are we go putting up before that this. up? Yeah, we're putting that up. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. If, if you guys have heard the... Uh, what was it? The algae episode? Then you'll know what we're talking about. If you haven't, oh, we've then talked about this coming before up and have in, fun. in many ap- but, episodes. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, you have marketing versus like, you know, the actual stuff. And yeah, that's a great example of where you, sometimes you have to, you have to market yourself in a way that the audience understands. Yeah. And, you know, you do it in a way that's honest and it's fine. Like, I think that's a fairly honest way to do it because she's actually, it's actually honest because she's, she's bringing herself down a peg you know it's like yeah. she's said you know if you have registered dietitians you know high up on the pyramid and a nutritionist is lower she's bringing herself lower in order to 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 allow and she's not making up credentials where if you call yourself a I don't know a scientist even though you just read research papers that doesn't quite <laughs> You know, then you're kind of you're 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 lying up, <laughs> so you know you don't want to lie upwards. You can lie down. You can punch down when in your lying, that, that, but don't punch a, up in your lying. That's a, that's that, the that that's the message to take from the gym wits today. Well, that that was a fortune cookie that I wrote. What it, it was basically lie about. You want to impress people by lying about what you can do at the gym, and if you were lying about you know what you can do but you're not you're not exaggerating you're actually saying less than you can do and you're still impressing people then that's awesome like if you can really bench 500 but you lie and say you can only bench 400 and people are still impressed then that's pretty cool did, did you how did you articulate that I don't remember how cookie? I articulate yeah, that sounds like, like, like yeah. that. <laughs> no I basically said well, lie about what you can do but lie down <laughs> But if you can still impress people by lying downwards, then you, you, you're in a good place. All right. Makes sure. sense, right? This podcast has gone off the rails. <laughs> do you ever, have you ever known anyone who actually, I guess people do downplay what people downplay what they can do. Like, I'd like to say I do, but then I would sound, I sound like I'm just uh, like just trying to sound humble. But I think I, I tend I think to. People more well, just omit. People, they won't, they won't, they'll tell you if you ask them, but they'll, they'll, they, they won't advertise it you know people, people embellish like um we all do oh, to an extent so i think that i try to be self-aware enough to not embellish and even you know give 
be accurate but not you know overstate anything but i'm you know, trying to think of a, a situation where that happened and i can't but um yeah i think we all we all do or people do embellish in general so and, it, and it's tough because you don't want to be dishonest um so yeah i do think it's good like that's a great situation where you're where you're you know if you're gonna lie or you're gonna get you're gonna be misleading mislead to make yourself look worse than you are and not that. exactly yeah <laughs> all right well, All right. well, that's that. Yeah, that's that. I didn't even know where to go. Right. Well, uh, anything else to share? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, if you haven't heard that episode, you'll know <laughs> what we're talking about in a few weeks. Um, as usual, uh, check out us. Uh, check out the website, thegymwits.com. You can rate us, review us, um, ask questions. Um, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll have another Acid Trainer up as we're getting a bunch of emails um, as we speak, actually. Um, and yeah, that's it. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. So Tony, a registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are the Gym Wits. Gym Wits.